There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Being prepared is all about having the right tools. The OnX off-road map and navigation app is the best fully functional GPS when you're out of service. Offline maps allow you to access all interactive land and trail data and custom map markups when you're out of service. Your phone's internal GPS gives you full navigation capabilities offline, so you'll always know where you are and how to get home safely. Go to onxmaps.com and use code MEATEATER to get 20% off your membership today. It's a Meat Eater Podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today... We're joined by Stephen Rinella, Seth Morris, Chester Floyd, Sean Weaver, Corinne Schneider, Corey Calkins, and special guest in Black Rifle Coffee Company founder, Evan Hafer. Evan, this is your first time playing. How do you feel about trivia? I feel great about it. Do you? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not necessarily this one, but okay. just trivia in general. I have a positive outlook on it. <laughs> well, if you like general trivia and you're yeah, someone a who likes... outlook on questions. <laughs> yeah. If you're someone who likes trivia and you also like hunting and fishing, then I think you'll do okay. Ah, uh, we'll see. All right. Steve, you, you've kind of sussed him out by now. How do you think he's going to perform? He, um, he's playing it. He's, he's trying to do like the, I don't really care. It'll just be fun kind oh. of thing. So he's trying to downplay. Uh-huh. I told him about getting thrown a bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He seemed to actually not like oh. getting thrown a bone. Okay. So you might want to cut that out. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a difficult question. Uh, so not really a bone. We'll see. Okay. Is that a reality? Are you kind of downplaying um, like your passion about winning? Uh, no, I'm very passionate about winning. Okay. I'm just not confident. <laughs> I'm going to win. Gotcha. So I don't know if I'm downplaying sure. it. I'm just more of a realist. Yeah. Now, if yeah. you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eaters for Verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there's a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. In each episode, we reveal a new trivia stat. This week, we're looking at player performance in the hunting category. Although most players get over half of their hunting questions correct, Brody leads the group with a 79% average. That's followed by Hayden, who gets 77% of hunting questions right, Chester with 63, Sean with 58, Steve with 55, and Giannis Bullshit. with 53. <laughs> There's no way that's true. There's no way that's true. We, we have very thorough stat keeping. Hunting is our second most popular category in trivia, only behind conservation. So that's where Brody makes up his ground on you. He's 20 percentage points better when it comes to hunting questions. The rest of it, you guys are all kind of even. Turns out you don't know much about hunting. <laughs> I don't, man. <laughs> and Brody knows a lot. He does. Now we have some housekeeping to get to before we play trivia. On episode 353 of Meat Eater Trivia, I asked what type of bird is a squab. The correct answer was pigeon, but Steve argued I shouldn't accept any answer that isn't rock dove. Play the clip, Phil. 
Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Eurasian rock dove. Andrew saying pigeon. Kevin saying pigeon. There's too many pigeon. kinds of pigeons. Too Brody many kinds saying of pigeons. pigeon. Corinne saying quail. Yeah. Sean saying pigeon. And Byron saying pigeon. What did the you say answer. to me beforehand? Don't overthink it. That was your advice to me. The correct answer is pigeon. They're the same bird. Which is? They're the same Eurasian bird. rock dove. We'll give it to you. But you can't give it to them. Yes, they get that. There's too many kinds of pigeons. <laughs> the dictionary says it's an immature pigeon. I'm now handing Steve a copy of his own New York Times bestseller. <laughs> Where I have it right. The Meat Eater Fish and Game Cookbook. Steve, please turn to page 166 and read the section I've highlighted. It says, also works with. So in this book. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. In this book, here's the problem with wild game cooking. You could you could say something like, hey, here's a great way to cook a deer heart. And then people would be like, well, do you have any way to cook an elk heart? Right? No difference. Mm -hmm. So the also works with section will kind of give you a little heads up. Yep. So this recipe we're looking at here is grilled grouse with cayenne butter. And I point out, also <laughs> works with, any white-fleshed game bird up to the size of a pheasant and also squab. Then there's a parenthetical. In case you're wondering, a squab is a baby street pigeon. It's true. So there you have it from but the man's own said. cookbook. No, you were arguing in the trivia that I shouldn't accept anything less than Eurasian rock dog. Oh, no, no, no. I was arguing that you can't just, no, you don't even know what your argument's about. I argued, <laughs> I argued that you can't just say pigeon. So you would have accepted street pigeon? Absolutely. It's the okay. same species. But not pigeon. Columbolivia <laughs> is his Linnaean name. Uh -huh. Columba, okay, Columbolivia is the Eurasian rock dove in, in Eurasia. It's the common street pigeon mm -hmm. in the U.S. I wouldn't accept, for instance, the band-tailed pigeon. And if someone just writes pigeon, I don't know what pigeon you're talking about. Thank you for backing this up with my own damn okay. right. It's like, you, you got new heart. We're still, still not, not on the heart. same page. New heart got new heart. Oh, I'm so screwed. <laughs> we haven't even started playing yet. Oh, Welcome to the Thunderdome. No. Now, the Shelby Index for this episode is a three, so it's a tougher round oh. of questions. And with that, we're on to the Can game of Evan trivia. Go ahead. Spencer tries the questions out with his wife, who's not a, a particularly a, a connoisseur of the subject matter, and he'll do an index. And a Shelby Index of three is usually the winner will get about twice what Shelby gets. Got it. And six would be on the lower end of a winning That's score. That's a weak win. Oh, okay. Seven would be anyway. about average. Eight, you did well. Six means it's a tougher round. And with that, we're on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Game on, suckers! Question one, the topic is cooking, and as always, this will be multiple choice. Which of these measurements is biggest? A quarter cup, four tablespoons, 12 teaspoons, or four fluid ounces? Which of these measurements is biggest? A quarter cup, four tablespoons, 12 teaspoons, or four fluid ounces? Sean with a quick answer. You think you know this one, Sean? Nope. Just no. sticking with my gut. Okay. All right, Chester, you're running out of time. How you doing? Got an answer? Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey Calkin saying a quarter cup. Sean saying four ounces. Seth saying four ounces. Evan saying a quarter cup. Steve saying four ounces. Corinne saying four ounces. And Chester saying a quarter cup. The correct answer is four fluid ounces. Oh! Yeah, in fact, the top three are all synonyms. They are. You're, you're exactly yeah. right. Four yeah. fluid ounces is twice as big as all of those other measurements. When converted to tablespoons, a quarter cup and 12 teaspoons are four tablespoons. But four fluid ounces is the equivalent of eight tablespoons. That was a good question. Yeah. That's good that is a good one. Thank perfect, you. Perfect game so far over here, buddy. <laughs> question two. The topic is fishing. This next great question comes to us via Nate Bunker. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com, or you can be like Nate and write me a letter. This is the only trivia question <laughs> I've received <laughs> wow. via snail mail. 
Hey, uh, real quick, who's the guy that's all bent out of shape and is emailing everybody and their brother about some <laughs> correction? Well, we'll get to that one oh, in some okay. other episode. We can only do so much housekeeping <laughs> in an episode. What do you call the distinct layer in a lake that separates warm surface water from cool deep water? The topic is fishing. What do you call the distinct layer in a lake that separates warm surface water from cool deep water? Seth, you know this one? Yep. Steve, you look like you knew it. Yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, I think she just whispered the answer. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking to myself about how Did she whisper the answer, it. Chester? I, I do not think on. so. I, I didn't hear it. Okay. So. Maybe it was in my head. Does everybody <laughs> have an just answer? Just hearing things now in trivia. <laughs> <laughs> everybody have an answer? Monculus is going Karin? that hard that it just whispers to you now. I gotta take these glasses off. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey saying sub, Sean saying thermocline, Seth saying thermocline, Evan without an answer, Steve saying thermocline, Corinne without an answer, and Chester saying thermocline. They got it. The correct answer is thermocline. According to fisheries biologist Dave Drevs, these are important areas for anglers to focus on during the heat of the summer. Above the thermocline is often hot water, while below it usually lacks oxygen. So the thermocline represents a region where fish can benefit from dissolved oxygen levels near the surface, but also be comfortable in cooler waters. Hmm. Yeah, Spencer, a couple weekends ago I was walleye fishing. Mm, uh-huh. Just a side note. You? And... Uh, <laughs> The walleye, the walleye were sitting right on the thermocline. Really, and you can mark it on on your electronics. That's great. A lot of times you can see that thermocline on your graph. And do you think they were there out of like comfort or because the bait fish were there? Uh, probably comfort because the bait were was higher in the in the column. I think they I think they were sliding up in the evenings. And at a certain time of year, that thermocline once it hits a certain temp will split. Yeah, inverts. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's called turnover. That's right. Question three. The topic is hunting. What is the only state that has a whitetail and turkey season in July? Hmm. What is the only state that has a whitetail and turkey season in July? Hmm. Quick answer from Sean. The rest of the room has yet to come up with anything. I'm actually fairly confident. Knock on wood. Only state. I think in July. In July. There's no trickeration here. It's not like uh, some urban depredation hunt. These are just like a real season for whitetail and a real season for turkey in July. Does everybody have an answer? Well, here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> this one's pretty black and I white. I remember something. I just don't know what. <laughs> That's the thing, Spencer. <laughs> There's no whisper this time coming from Corinne. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey saying Texas, Sean saying Florida, Seth saying Texas, Evan saying Georgia, Steve saying Indiana. What's that say? Indiana? Okay, I can't explain. Corinne saying Georgia and Chester saying Texas. We have a correct answer in the room. It's Florida. Oh, oh, nice. Sean. Nice. Sean. In 2022. Did you parts... know or just write some no, shit down? No, I knew oh, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In 2022, parts of Florida had deer and turkey seasons open on July 31st. Florida has some of the longest hunting seasons in the country. Deer can be hunted there from July to February, while the only months without a turkey season are May and June. Help help me with help me with something here. What's up? I'm not I'm not arguing, contesting, mm -hmm. nothing. <laughs> yep, yep. Not complaining. Wow. <laughs> this is new. What was the state that started that like velvet season? Well, Tennessee like, specifically recently specifically to give people a chance to shoot a deer in velvet. Tennessee recently adopted one. I think the next closest early opener is South Carolina. They're like August 15. Tennessee is also in August as of recently, but only in certain areas. Uh, it's becoming more sexy for states to to give hunters a chance at velvet bucks. There's a lot and of and they even articulated now. it as though our people mm -hmm. want to shoot a buck in velvet. Yeah, therefore we'll create an early velvet buck season. Tennessee was a recent one. North Dakota okay. also has one of the mm -hmm. earliest. They open like some years. It's like August thirtieth. 
Uh, so there's a handful of states now that open all the way in August. Dude, but with what would... you're talking about, they wouldn't even be. They'd be. Ha- they'd have half grown antlers. Well, they they have a very uh, diverse group of rutting herds in Florida. Oh, different. So that's dates. that's what you yeah. got going on there. Yeah, it's a whole different calendar that those deer are on, mm-hmm. and I only know that because a guy that uh, a guy that hunts black bellied whistling ducks down there, him and I. We're going back and forth, and you sending me pictures of these deer he was going to be hunting the next morning. Yeah, there's like, a hand. What are you doing in Florida hunting deer? That there's early? a handful of states in the very south that have rutting deer at any point between like July and February. There's Dude, some herd that's I would, rutting. I would not want to go down to Florida in July to hunt deer. <laughs> really, mm. be hot. Sounds yeah. brutal. Mosquitoes, gators. Question four. The topic is foraging. This next great question comes to us via Stephen Higgs. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. What branch of the military teaches a foraging... Here's your bone. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) What branch of the military teaches a foraging class at the basic school in Quantico, Virginia? A quick answer from Evan. You know this one? No, 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 no. Hide it, hide it. <laughs> I, I saw it. You can see it. <laughs> I don't Steve, mind. I think don't you should share. leave your answer. I can't change my answer? I think you should leave it. That's what you had. Evan just revealed his answer to half what, the room. What happens if I saw it? Did you already write an answer? Nope. Gotta cut You're out. out. Your eyes. Has yeah. Chester got any right yet? You can write anything but one. You can write yeah. anything but what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> you do whatever your heart tells yeah. you, Chester. I'll trust you. I, I would say there was a like a 75, no, 50% chance I would have got that right on a guess. Okay. So. See, I'd like to change mine, but now I can't. But I wouldn't have changed Let's flip mine. a coin. Something Chester, like you do whatever your heart tells you. You yeah. have one correct answer All so right. far. Flip, flip, yeah, flip, okay. flip, okay. flip. If it's yellow, I will write what Evan wrote. Okay. okay he's flipping an eraser right now. Okay. One side's black, one side's yellow. Give it a healthy flip. Yay! Okay. Okay. So Chester, go ahead and write down your answer. Who knows if that's right? I really want to know what Chester's Who knows if that's right, though? Again, the question. The question is, what branch of the military teaches a foraging class at the basic school in Quantico, Virginia? Everybody have an answer. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey saying Marines, Sean saying Navy, Seth saying Army, Evan saying Marines, Steve saying Air Force. Corinne saying Coast Guard. Corinne saying Marines, and Chester (laughs) saying Marines. The correct answer is the Marines. Dang it. I shouldn't know that. The basic school formally started teaching this class in 2021. The course involves a one-hour lecture on foraging, followed by a four-hour seminar where students butcher pigs, fillet fish, and cook meat. Did you have anything like that in your training, Evan, where, where you yeah. guys talked about? What, what would be an example? Uh, I mean, I went through three different survival schools. So, and then in basic training, they do like a little, you know, plant identification. So you're not like sleeping and poison ivy, but um, <laughs> it, 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 whether or not you're paying attention or not really is it comes out later in a couple of months <laughs> if you can identify poison ivy or not. But right. uh, survival school, they, they go through a lot of that. So survival, uh, escape resistance, and evasion, that, that was like in depth. It was super fun too. Some you think great, that's beneficial course. for Marines to be learning how to like butcher pigs and Yeah, and I do. Fish? I think I do because I think it, 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 there's, a, there's a level of um, confidence that you get from being able to, to have those skills whether or not you utilize them or not, there still is a, a significant mm-hmm. amount of confidence that comes from knowing that you can if you have to. But uh, most people never use those skills. Uh, they'll forget about them in 15 minutes after they take the course, and they'll probably never utilize them. But if you go on and find yourself in a situation, you'll be at least a little bit more comfortable. Question five, the topic is hunting. What famous six-foot-two-inch hunter admitted in a 2022 Facebook post that he used to be an underwear model? What What? famous six-foot-two-inch hunter admitted in a 2022 Facebook post that he used to be an underwear model? A quick answer from Seth. You know this one? I know it. 100%. He's six-foot-two inches tall. What famous hunter admitted in a 2022 Facebook post that he used to be an underwear model. Does anybody besides Seth know this one? Mm-mm. What? 
I think I do, but I'm not sure. I just can't remember the first name. I don't know. Who's? Can you ask questions about this six foot two? Is no, he only known no. for hunting? He's not gonna say anymore. Steve, okay. doesn't, Steve doesn't like people asking questions. <laughs> no. And I'm not six two. <laughs> it's not Yanni. Yanni's not, not the answer either. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey saying Giannis Patelis. Sean saying Jim Shockey. Seth saying Jim Shockey. Evan without an answer. Steve saying Shockey. Corinne without an answer. And I Chester saying Justin around. Bowman. The correct answer is Jim Shockey. Wow. On July 7, Shockey posted a picture on Facebook of his 1984 modeling headshot. He got paid $50 an hour for regular jobs or $75 an hour for underwear modeling. Shockey said, quote, needless to say, with that face, I got a lot of underwear jobs. <laughs> so there you Boy, go. Boy, there's a lot of ways that could go. The great Jim Shockey used to be an underwear model. Mm. Phil, we are halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update. Everyone is on the board. Uh, tied up in the fourth place slot, we have uh, Evan and Corey with one. Chester and Corinne are in third place with two points. Steven, Ranella, and Seth have three points apiece. And in first place with four points, it's Sean Weaver. Ooh, Sean. Oh, have you ever won, start. I won the last time I was on. You did? Yeah. My reward was Chester finally gave me some of that barracuda meat. <laughs> Does he stole? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> No, yeah, I won last time. Already stated that I do have the Barracuda <laughs> in my freezer. <laughs> oh, how, when did you find it that? It was really good, actually. How did, how did you know? I had it the whole time. Steve told me to give that to you, so I took it and put it in my freezer. Okay, so one mystery solved. I already, no, 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 I already stated that on the no, podcast. I, I, that's not what's. That's not the mystery. Okay. There was a heist here. A fish heist. The, a fish heist. The great meat eater fish heist. <laughs> it's going to be a movie. We're in in, no, we're bringing in a polygraph exam. In, in your mind, Steve, what do you think happened to someone that fish? St I, what I, someone stole it. Like, like I'm going to mess with Steve and steal this fish and then not admit to it. Do you think that's what happened? That is what happened. <laughs> How do you someone know? Someone stole the fish and they haven't admitted to it. In my in my head, someone like didn't know what they were grabbing and then grabbed it and now like don't even know that they. Oh, took they're like, it. oh my bad. I thought that was all of my grouper and snapper. <laughs> I thought that was all my cobia. I thought that was from my cobia trip I was on. <laughs> so there's no confusion. Oh, it's someone triple just... tail too. Uh, well, yeah. I, I totally forgot that I also caught a nice triple tail. They had a good haul then. They got all that? Yeah, the, like high-grade fish, dude. Man. Maybe there's like a black market of it. Do you like look at Facebook Marketplace? No, I have no. Question six. I'm getting that polygraph in here. I'm going to find out. I have one. I'll bring it up. Oh, you do? Yeah, I got it from my kids. <laughs> How's that work? I'm just joking. Man. Okay. Well, somebody in this room has contracts for their children, so it wouldn't surprise me. There was also a polygraph. Get incredible deals on premium cuts from ButcherBox. Do you like free protein for a whole year? Well, deals this good are hard to come by at the grocery store. I, at home, well, I got two freezers, but you know what I'm saying. I like to have a freezer stocked full of stuff. I like feeling prepared, man. When I come home and it's time to make dinner, I like to go in. I got all my proteins lined up in there. Just makes me feel good about stuff. And with ButcherBox, you'll always be prepared with meat in the freezer. It means fewer trips to the grocery store. Delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping always. You get a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. You'll get exclusive deals as a member, too. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash eater and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free. And every order for a year. So every box you get has that in it free for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash meat eater. Make sure you use code meat eater to choose your free for a year offer plus $20 off your first order. Now, a lot of you guys are familiar with the old hunting tradition. 
of eating, you know, some organ, the heart or a chunk of liver off the first animal you kill. I had that when I was a little kid and it was a big deal. Organ meats were always prized by frontier people who knew the importance of getting a lot of different minerals and nutrients. And as often is the case, those guys were on to something because organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. And you can get the same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from heart and soil made exclusively from regeneratively raised, grass-fed, and finished cattle. Heart and soil's unique freeze-drying process means all those important nutrients are trapped in ensuring you experience every one of the benefits of nature's superfood in a clean, convenient, taste-free capsule. Find out more at heartandsoil.co and make sure to use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. That's heartandsoil.co. Use the code MEATEATER. I want to tell you about an American-made success story and Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. Black Buffalo is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but keep the ritual with flavors dippers love. Mint, straight, and wintergreen, all proudly made right here in the USA. Tell them, Chili. The reason I like black buffalo pouches is, one, they're very discreet. And what I mean by that is I can throw one in and almost forget it's there. And I prefer the mint pouches. So if you're 21 or older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the black buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online. They ship directly to most states or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Question six, the topic is gear. This next great question comes to us via Steve Dopel. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. The 243 Winchester, 260 Remington, and 7mm08 Remington are offspring of what popular parent case? The 243 Winchester, 260 Remington, and 7mm08 Remington are offspring of of what popular parent case? I'm looking for you to name the cartridge that those came from. No quick answers in the room. Chester, how you feel about this one? Okay. You got it? That's really confusing, man. I think this I'm is... all right, but that's really confusing. All, all three of hit those me, cartridges. The 243 Winchester... 260 Remington and 7mm08 Remington are offspring of what popular parent case? When those were developed, they were developed using the case mm-hmm. of this other cartridge, and that is called the parent case. Evan, you know this one? Nope. You got Confident. a reasonable guess. I mean, I have a guess. Whether or not it's reasonable. Good? Deep no. in thought over there. Oh, no, dude, I'm struggling, man. It's how you're classifying the definition of parent case. I don't, I don't know. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey saying 308, Sean saying 270, Seth saying 22, 250, Evan saying 30 cal, Steve saying <laughs> this is their Ackley. Yeah. Corinne without an answer, and well, Chester saying 270. I we like have a correct shit. answer in the room. It's the 308 yeah, Winchester. That so that's Corey. So that's, that's so that's my point. Is like. The 308 on what parent case? So if it's a 308 specific round, and if we're developing it specifically from 30 cal, which is when I was generalizing. No, they're necking cal. down that case. I understand that. So that's what I'm saying. Are we doing it from 30-06? Are we doing it from 308? Are we doing it from 762 by? What's the parent? Is it the 30 cal in the sense of no. 308? It's the size Specifically case. 308 No, the 30-06 case is totally different. I understand that. I'm saying... Are we looking at it, it from 30 cal is like the parent cal? 
Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that the parent I would, case? I would give it that's, to you. That's but. why I'm saying parent case as oh. thirty cows. That's why I was general. But when you mm. look at the the birth of these cartridges, they were all birthed from the 308 case. I would yeah. give it to you. You're gonna yeah, give me the thirty. Give that to Because I'm looking whoa, whoa, whoa. at it from they were, a parent. A three, it could be like a. a they're, not, they're not from a case from a 300 you know win mag. I think they're Evan. From a I think Evan is in fourth place right now. So we'll I, give him the correct answer. Okay. I'm saying thirty cal is at the parent case and not like thirty cal in general. Like um, that's what I'm saying. General, like thirty cal, not thirty caliber. Who had it right? Corey, 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 Corey Calkins. Gun writer Ron Spomer described the oh. 308 Winchester as one of the hardest working, most versatile parent cases. With bullet weights spanning from 40 grains to 250 grains, the 308 Winchester family hunts everything from prairie dogs to moose. Hmm. Okay. Question seven. The topic is cooking. The American version of Hungary's national dish is made with ground meat, elbow macaroni, and tomato paste. What is it? The American version of Hungary's national dish is made with ground meat, elbow macaronis, and tomato paste. What is it? Quick answers from everybody, I think, except Evan. You know this one, Evan? Sure. You you gotta keep it to yourself there, buddy. Come on, man. (laughs) Chester's still thinking. Corinne, you know this? Go ahead and reveal your answers. Corey saying goulash. Spelled it wrong. Goulash. Seth <laughs> saying hamburger helper. <laughs> I can't even read yours. I'm Evan. just saying hungry helper is what I had on that. <laughs> I don't know. Steve saying yeah. goulash. <laughs> Corinne saying goulash. goulash. And Chester saying hamburger helper. Let's erase that. <laughs> the correct <laughs> answer <laughs> is goulash. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> hungry helper? There's got to be something to do because three of us had hamburger helper. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Hungarian goulash. Natural, natural <laughs> That's clever, though. That's yeah. really good. Hungary helper. <laughs> Same. Well, yeah. My guess. Hungary helper. <laughs> Hungarian goulash is a soup or stew of meat and vegetables that are heavily seasoned with paprika. The American version usually leaves out the veggies, but adds pasta and cheese. If you want to try the American version, go to TheMeatEater.com and check out Jenny Wheatley's recipe for venison goulash. Or go to Walmart and get some hamburger helper. <laughs> hungry yeah. helper. Or hungry, <laughs> hungry helper. Hungry helper. That makes sense to me. Is that a staple in your house, Steve? No, but every time the subject... I, I actually have on my phone, I could prove it if I felt like it, <laughs> a thing called, like, uh, things to make that uh-huh. my kids would like. Yeah. And every time goulash comes up, I think I'm going to put it in there. Because I don't think they've had it. Mm-hmm. They'd love it. Yeah, do they I'm, like hamburger oh, helper? So good. I'm putting it in there right now. I'm I ate a lot of goulash growing up. Yeah, I think a hungry Iowa thing, I think. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, like my German family ate a lot mm-hmm. of goulash. That was like a ground meat staple. You want to know what's in here right now? Yes. On the list of things I need to make for my kids. Homemade donuts, which I haven't made them in a long time. Uh, biscuits and gravy, which I haven't made them. They've never had that. Crunchwrap Supremes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's my and special. And I just added goulash. You know what's great is everything you described, you can get a recipe for on our mm-hmm. website, except for donuts. I don't think we have donuts yet. Well, we buy, when I, what, uh, you know, you, you buy those uh, tubes of that uh-huh. dough. You know, it's like, well, who makes that stuff? Pillsbury. 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 You whack yeah. it on the corner and unravel it. Mm-hmm. Just take those and cut a hole in them. And then deep fry them. And then put powdered sugar on them. Oh, kids love it. I th- I think the reason why I didn't get goulash is because everyone in Wisconsin would classify that dish under a casserole or a hot dish. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. This hey, do you guys in Wisconsin, do you say casserole or hot dish? Most of the time, what do you say? Uh, casserole. Yeah. Now, what's the parrot dish? <laughs> <laughs> Hungry helper. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely Hamburger Helper probably doesn't sell a goulash, but like everything they make is a variation of goulash. Right, like. totally. Question eight, the topic is public lands. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by PJ Siriani. For sending this great question, PJ is going to get a signed copy of Meat Eater Adventures from the Life of an American Hunter. If you want a chance to win the listener question of the week, then send your question to trivia at meateater.com. What are public lands called in Canada? What are public lands called 
in Canada. This is question eight. We will get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. How's Sean look, cocky? I did not like seeing him be that happy. A very confident Steve. Very happy. Right wrote now. it down, slammed his board, and then looked in the eyes of Sean <laughs> to let him know. I might need to change all my suck it, bro. He's the suck it, Sean. <laughs> One more time. What are public lands called in Canada? Seth, you look like you knew this. Oh, man. I I recently heard it, but I don't know if I'm... I, I just recently heard it on a podcast or something. Has anybody here hunted Canada? I assume you have, Steve. Mm-hmm. And Sean, I assume you I spent have. spent quite a bit of time up there on waterfowl stuff, but that's all private land, man. Mm-hmm. Does everybody have an answer? What movie am I doing right now? Here's a trivia question for you. Sling, 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 sling blade. Sling blade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'm not confident at all. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey without an answer, Sean saying Queensland, What's his? Seth saying oh. Royal Lands, Evan saying Moosefield, <laughs> Steve saying Crown Lands, Corinne Crown saying Land. Allotment, oh. and Chester saying Parks. I knew it was something. Steve got it. The correct oh, answer hey, is Crown and Seth were close. Yeah. They were the right there. Can we yeah. Yeah, Royal Lands, I was Queen. going something like that. Eighty-nine <laughs> percent of like Canada that, yeah. is Crown Land. This is common. This is a commonly used moniker in countries with a monarch. Other places with Crown Land include Australia, Austria, France, Poland, Spain, Vietnam, Hong Kong, and even Hawaii. Just like in America, these spaces serve a variety of purposes, like hunting, fishing, hiking, mining, logging, grazing, and more. Phil, give us a scoreboard update. We have two uh, questions left. Well, that's right. And I, everyone except for Evan and Chester are still in the game. Good job. Good job. Apologies. Evan and Chester have two points apiece. Corinne, Corey, and Seth all have three points. And then Steve and Sean are tied with five points in first place. We're like at the Shelby index. It would be a six. And we got two questions left. Question nine the topic is fishing. What Rocky Mountain state has a fishing blade named after it that's commonly used on worm harnesses and spinnerbaits? What Rocky Mountain state has a fishing blade named after it that's commonly used on worm harnesses and spinnerbaits? Chester, you you have to know this. <laughs> a quick answer from Seth and Sean. Chester, his jaw is on the floor because he can't think of the answer. Steve, how you feel about this one? Chester Dude, does I'm more just... trolling than anyone in this room. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, I, I don't want to tell people my approach. Uh-huh. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm working through it, though. Looking for a Rocky Mountain state. Has a fishing blade named after it. Chet, I know you know it. It's in that brain of yours. <laughs> it's in there. Listen for the whisper. <laughs> it sounds like Corinne. <laughs> Minnesota the land. Great Rocky Mountain State of Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? What the heck? I know I'm going to be really. Pissed oh, you're, off yeah. At you better just write down a state if you ain't got one. Well, it would. I think if I knew it, it would just. Steve, you got an answer? Do you know this one? Well, I mean, I wrote one down, but no, I'm not feeling cocky. What are you? Where are you at on this, Sean? Mm-hmm. About, you got it. Yeah, about 90% on What'd this What'd you put one. down there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to stay on a hot streak here. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Corey saying Colorado, Sean saying Colorado, Seth saying Colorado, Evan saying Colorado, Steve saying Colorado. Wow, everyone saying it. Everyone says Colorado, and they got it. The correct Ooh. answer is Colorado. Oh, I'm Dang glad it, you Steve. got that, Chester. Colorado blades are more stout than other types of spinners, creating a slower rotation and heavier vibration. According to WalleyeSupply.com, Colorado blades are their number one selling type of spinner. There are also Idaho blades, which are created by placing a Colorado blade on an elongated snap loop. You know know why why I think you messed up? What's up? Just to be frank. Okay. Um... I think that you're, you, the reason you got the answer you did is because you said Rocky Mountain State. Mm-hmm. Because that's just not a thing that people say unless they're like John Denver fans. <laughs> Everybody in this room is thinking, oh, Rocky Mountain so High. True. <laughs> Colorado. Hey, Colorado. That's, a that's why everybody grew up in Colorado. Dude, dude, dude. No need... one says like, oh, uh, Idaho, a Rocky Mountain State. It's like Colorado 
That's a really name good point. branded that shit, man. Uh, but here, here's why I had to be specific. Indiana has a blade named after. West it. Of Ohio the, has right. a blade okay. named after. Okay, I could easily solve those two for you. West of the Mississippi, west of the Great Bend in the Missouri. Spencer, everything Steve's talking about never entered my mind for a second. <laughs> it did too. It yeah, did but so, that's because you knew it. So let like, me ask like, you. You went it. Rocky Mountain to Rocky Mountain High. So, <laughs> so, Steve so let me said, ask a technical question. Uh, let's so because of the Idaho, would you have I'd given give it to that? you if you said Idaho. Be- okay. Because, okay. Because the modification And I don't think anybody the would. There's only one. I think it's Yakima Supply sells Idaho blades. Okay. So it's like not very well known. But if you did know that and you said Idaho, I'd give it to you. Okay. When, when there's Steve a reason said, everybody put down you, Colorado. Yeah. When he said, I'm going to tell you my approach, I was like, yeah, he's putting Colorado because it makes sense with Rocky Mountain. So this all comes down to the final question. One more time, Phil. John Jesus Denver, scoreboard didn't he... Uh, did he die crashing? I always confuse him and Sonny Bono dying. One of them died skiing plane. and one of them died flying. It was in an experimental plane. plane. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's full of shit. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's down Bono's to Sean thing. and Steve who have six points apiece. Nobody has five? Nobody has five. Okay. Sean and Steve. Oh, dude, we could go to a tiebreaker. I gave you a good tiebreaker the other day to try out. We haven't had a tiebreaker it's in a, a good long time. Question 10. The topic is deer camp. This lager, which calls itself the official beer of the American sportsman. Oh, lager. L-A-G-E-R. They said lager. <laughs> which calls itself the official beer of the American sportsman usually comes in red cans that feature wildlife on them. This lager, which calls itself the official beer of the American sportsman usually comes in red cans that feature wildlife on them. Fairly confident looking Steve. Sean has yet to write anything down, though. Steve, you think you got it? Fine. Mm-mm. You don't think you got it? There's two different red cans. and I, I just, 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 just think to yourself. <laughs> well, no one else has a shot. That's true. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, they call themselves the official beer of the American sportsman. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Corey saying Budweiser, God Sean saying Ham, Seth saying Old Milwaukee, Evan saying yeah, Bud, that was the other Steve one. saying Old Mill, Corinne saying Rainier, Chester saying Old Milwaukee. Before you reveal the answer, can I tell you a funny story? I've yeah. never heard of the beer Old Mill. I like it. <laughs> uh, Old Mill. You got that, it comes in both a blue and a red. Who's too, that? Right? Well, everybody's hanging on the edge of their seats. <laughs> Who, uh, who's that poet that wrote Jabberwocky? It's like a famous poet poem you read in high school. Lewis Carroll. Well, oh. so when I was in high school in Mr. Heaton's class in tenth grade, you had to write a poem set to Jabberwocky. So you had to take the same rhyme scheme and pentameter. Okay. And I did one called Bonfire Burning Wocky. Now, God dang. the thing I'm most <laughs> jealous of in life is the kid that came up with the idea to do Old Milwaukee. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's great. So that's how you know this one. No, okay. I just thought of that. <laughs> but I think it's Old Mill. Because if that's how you knew this, I would be pissed. That's the age thing. No, because they again. hadn't branded themselves this way, but I think this is a reinvent- it was Fair. a reinvention of the brand, if I'm not mistaken. The tension has built. Either way, I'm thirsty. Mm. The correct answer is Schmidt. Nobody got it right. Nobody got it. You can just edit out my whole story, (laughs) Phil. Schmidt's cans have featured trout, pheasants, whitetails, grizzlies, black bear, elk, antelope, geese, muskie, bison, pike, and more. The beer has changed ownership multiple times since its creation in 1844, but today it's brewed by Paps Brewing. Mm. In Milwaukee. Blue Ribbon. I think it's now brewed in San Antonio. Schmitty's. That, can you now see the Schmidt can yeah, like yeah. that has yeah. wildlife on it? Yeah. yeah. So a six correct Because who does answers. the camo can during deer season? Bush. Bush. A lot of people. Yeah. Keystone used to do it. Yeah. Uh, Bush does it. Bush is like the OG camo can though, right? I don't know. In, in college, we'd always uh, go after the keystilopes. We were such suckers for these gimmicks that these beers would do. Oh, same, yeah. Where they would have the mounted thing in the box, and yeah. you had to get the, the golden can that oh, would have... Yeah. The trout on it that then you then like put on your wall and that was your decoration in yep. your dorm room. Then your then your house would have like Bush, the whole set of oh, gold yeah. cans you'd accumulate. Bush did the, the, yeah, Bush did the gold can thing. They did those. 
I remember I got, I got a gold can one time, and I was like, I'm going to save this forever. And then the next time we ran out of beer, I drank it. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I lost my gold bush can. Uh, I, I took it with me through one move from Vermilion, South Dakota, a, to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It was Dakota. a loosely held conviction. <laughs> <laughs> going from South Dakota to Montana, I lost it. So oh, I, I had it for a good long time. We're going to overtime. Play the drop, Phil. Tiebreaker. If you ain't first, you're last. But that doesn't make any sense at all. You first, you're last. You, you can be second, you can be third, fourth, hell, you can even be fifth. The tiebreaker will be a numerical question. Whoever is closest between Steve and Sean will be declared the winner. The topic is gear. What is the average price for a 22 long rifle round in August of 2022? I got this number by taking the average of over 90 listings online from some of the world's biggest ammo dealers. So looking for the average price of a 22 long rifle round in August and write it with a decimal place. Just one round. Just one singular 22 bullet. What does that cost? Write it to a decimal place. Again, I got this number by looking at 90 listings, over 90 listings online from some of the biggest ammo dealers in the world. Steve, a lot of writing. How are you feeling about this? I'm in the ballpark. This question was... I know we're splitting hairs on this one. We haven't gotten to overtime in so long that this was about to be a not relevant question anymore. Oh, how long ago did you collect this data? August 2022. Okay, yeah, sorry. Got an answer? Oh, no, I keep. It's, I do. I did. I did like some math, but I don't. With them looking at it, I don't uh-huh. like it. If the rest of the room wants to play along, you can also write something. We'll we'll hear your answers too to see who did get the closest. I think but, my saving grace here might be that I was listening to the marriage episode, mm. and it sounds like you're pretty bad at mental math. Okay. Well, so I write it all down. <laughs> he did do the uh, the conversion on the first question of tablespoons and teaspoons. Uh, good on you, Steve, for knowing that all of those were the same. Everybody have an answer. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We'll look at uh, the non-competitors first. Oh, have, there's a huge split between me and Sean, which is great. We have Seth you saying... You it's not even... We have oh, Seth saying his 38 cents. That'd we be have eight Evans cents. saying 11.3 cents. Corey saying 69 cents. Nice. Chester saying 75 cents. And then our two competitors left. We have Sean saying 8 cents. And Steve saying 25 cents. Oh, so that's cents. 8. He's saying 8. I thought he was saying like, a fr- okay. You're saying 8 cents, eight correct? Cents. 8 cents. <clears throat> and Steve point two five. I'm high, but, I, but it's, it's high right now. And our winner of Meat Eater Trivia is Steve. Hey! Nice. I the correct this answer. This was so close. The correct answer was 17.6 cents. Oh. Oh, oh man. See, so you guys were right wow, so there. So I won? You won. By what? a penny, practically. By a plumb. Eight, seven. You know what really pisses me off is I had 10 cents and then. Who is closest? So, Steve was closer. Yeah, Steve. Steve was closer because it's no, about I'm, nine and something cents uh, between Sean's answer and the correct one. And right? it was seventeen. Seventeen point yeah. six cents. Yeah, he's. Okay. So he's been seven point four cents. What off. are our rules on who we donate to? Because in honor of Evan being here, I want to donate to Evan's favorite veterans organization. Mm-hmm. But we have rules about how it needs to be like a conservation based. If Help they're a out. nonprofit and they do something that's anywhere. Anything close to our universe of hunting, fishing, conservation, cooking, go ahead and donate to them. You got to tell me what it is, though. It's called Hunter 7, which is a veterans organization that we donate to all the time. They don't do anything hunting related, but it does say Hunter 7 in it, which is related to veteran toxicity and uh, exposure to heavy metals and chemicals overseas. Has nothing to do with hunting. Yeah, but, but I like it. It's got the word Hunter in it. Hunter though. 7. Is it so okay? Hunter 7 does yeah, awesome. whatever you want. So if it has Hunter in it, right? Hunter 7. I wanna do, I'm want going to donate to in honor of Evan joining us I today. I appreciate it. In his, in his uh, advocacy for veterans, I'm going to vote for a organization. I'm going to put my money to an organization that you guys put backing into, which is... That's right. And we'll match it. We'll tell, do the same thing. again. Hunters 7. So it's, Hunters uh, 7. It's got yep. the word hunters in it. Yep. It's a veterans organization. <laughs> That's it, what I'm going They do with. a lot of great work. Uh, huge percentage of their, uh, well, uh, 
overwhelmingly a percentage goes back to screening for heavy medical heavy metals chemicals and things like that that veterans have been exposed to in deployments in either Iraq or Afghanistan directly related to burn pits which uh, leads to over a 325% increase in cancers in veterans related to their peer group. So hmm. it's a big issue uh, for guys like me that have been overseas a lot. Uh, it's something that's on the forefront of our mind all the time, which is, am I going to come up with a random cancer because based on what I've been exposed to in combat? So it's not just combat that'll kill you. It might be a bunch of other shit too. I like it. Now, Evan, before we get out of here, is there anything new and exciting happening at Black Rifle Coffee that our listeners should know about? Oh, uh, there's always... Tons of really cool stuff that's going on in Black Rifle Coffee, but uh, we're doing the episode, which or I did an episode with Steve. He can talk about. We're also uh, doing this uh, collab. So we're doing a collab coffee between Black Rifle Coffee and Meat Eater. Pack Out Coffee, which is a, well, the design is awesome. That's it's a kick-ass bag. Gnome, it's a great. The gnome packing out the unicorn. Kick-ass yeah, exactly. bag. Quick, it's a, it's a awesome bag design. It's a great coffee. So it's a... Uh, South American, well, I can go into the specifics of it, but it's a Colombian Arabica bean. Uh, it's it's uh, single origin Colombian Arabica, so it's a medium roast for Steve's specification, so it's not too dark, it's not too light. Uh, right in the middle. Right in the middle. <laughs> Evan uh, was it that told me, this would be a good trivia question for you, does light roast or dark roast have more caffeine? Light roast. Uh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He told me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. For the... So we're launching, so the, the first episode of our most recent season, The Meat Eater, where, uh, features Evan Hafer, we're hunting black-tailed deer in southeast Alaska, and for a window of time, I'm not sure how long, our, our first window, we're going to put our new episodes on our website, so this is the first time this has ever happened. The first place you'll be able to see them is free on our website, so go check it out at themeateater.com, uh, new season episodes. What do you, what do you... Today. Crin's gesticulating that it's today. And how, today. Do, how, do, how do folks get this coffee, though? What Just do they trying buy to it gesticulate today. Same. Go to meateater.com and you can buy it right there. Themeateater.com. The meateater, We're selling sorry. this on our website? Awesome. Great packaging. Thank you. That's it for Thank this you, round of Meat Eater Trivia. Join us next time for more of the only game show where conservation always wins. Sean is well, shaking his head. Good, good job. <laughs> good, good, good job. Good job. Pissed off. <laughs> <laughs>